The new Grad Physio podcast is hosted by Andy Barker, consultant MSK and sports physiotherapist, private practice owner and the founder of the new Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked in his dream role at the Leeds Rhinos as the head of physio and rehab, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes and within professional rugby, football and dance whilst running his own group of private practice clinics. He started the new grad physio to help student and new grad therapists just like you overcome the specific challenges you face at the start of your therapy career, helping you to dodge the common pitfalls that can cause confusion and overwhelm with your clinical practice and stop you getting the patient results and the jobs or promotions you deserve. This podcast will deliver you actionable advice, will help you make sense of your patient assessments, reason your treatments and patient rehab to get results well beyond your level of experience. You will also discover what you need to do to open doors, to create opportunities for yourself, so you can enjoy the best possible start to life as a new grad physio. So, let's get started. There are a lot of things I would do differently if I had my time again. So, I think back now to what I was like when I first graduated, how I assessed patients, how I treated them, the the rehab I gave patients. It is a million miles away from from what I do right now and you know from what I did when I first graduated back in 2010. I guess if I think back to that time, at the time I was just doing what I knew to be right then, what I was what I'd been taught at the university what the sort of textbooks, journals had sort of taught me up to that point and I guess the stuff I'd picked up during my my placements. But what I quickly learned when I first graduated was that what I knew right then wasn't really going to cut it in the in the real world. You know, I was working in private practice and I also went straight from university into professional sport. So the private practice patients I was seeing were paying and giving me their, their hard-earned cash you know, to, to fix them up, you know, they, they were doing that because they wanted to get back to in the gym or back running or, you know, go to work and be, be out of pain. And I was working with professional rugby players from, from day one, you know, the day after I graduated and, you know, the pressure there was, was immense, you know, athletes and the coaches that were also looking after the team, you know, wanted the those players back on the pitch yesterday, you know, and if you've worked in a professional environment or you want to work in a professional environment, you know, that pressure in that environment is is really tough, you know, and I was coming out straight out from university and I had this, I guess, almost dilemma thinking, I thought I knew enough, you know, I probably knew enough to be competent, but I definitely wasn't confident in, in what I was doing. And definitely those those first, you know, a couple of years really were a really sharp learning curve for me, but they were littered with mistakes. And if I had my time again, I would do a lot of things very, very differently. And over the last, what, 11 years or so since graduating back in 2010, I've learned so much. And if I reflect now, the majority of the problems, I'd say 99% of the problems that I had as a new grad were actually brought on by me, by myself, and and were largely unnecessary. So if I had my time again, 
I would do things very, very differently. So the purpose of this week's podcast is just to highlight three things I wish I would have done differently when I first graduated. And if you can get your head around these things, it'll make your life as a new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator so much easier. So here they are. Number one, always ask why. So I used to pretty much, probably pretty gullible really, used to believe most of what I was told. So I left university thinking all the tests, all the techniques that I'd learn would actually work. You know, after all, you know, all the textbooks, journals, my university lecturers who obviously had far more experience than me told me that they would. But what I quickly learned, and again, if you've graduated, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, what actually works in the real world and what the textbooks tell you are two completely different things. The mistake here that I made was actually then probably trying to learn more stuff, trying to fill and cram my head, you know, fill, you know, of more information. I think I was I was missing, you know, this information or this particular treatment method or, or going on this sort of course. But I'm not for one minute saying that you shouldn't try and learn more things, that you know, completely the opposite. Clearly learning is going to help you develop as a therapist and get better results. But what I made the mistake of doing, and I see so many other new grads doing the same thing, is I just consumed the wrong type of information. And, and what I ultimately did was just filled my head with more information, which actually ultimately just made me actually more confused at the early part of my career. You know, I probably used to think that all the senior physios that I was, you know, that I'd come across, whether that was on placement or, or what I'd worked with, actually knew what they were talking about. So even therapists that I didn't know who maybe have a good you know, profile on social media or something, if they said something, if it sounded half right, half logical, you know, it must be true. You no, know, they were working in professional sport. They've been doing that for 10 plus years. You know, they, they must be right. But but how wrong was I? You know, I even the, the courses that I went on as a new grad, learning all these, you know, shiny new test techniques, rehab exercises from all these, you know, so-called experts with all this experience, leaving these courses, you know, so excited to try out all these new techniques in the clinic, in the, you know, the, the rugby team that I was working with as a new grad only to find out that they didn't work. And, you know, that left me pretty pretty mad, really, that I'd invested the cash at that particular time. I didn't have a lot, a lot of. I invested my time, my efforts into things that I that I felt like I needed to get better, but they, they just didn't really, really work. Um, so I guess the, the biggest thing here is not once, probably during this time, trying to learn all these new things, go on all these courses, did I really stop to think and actually try and clinically reason what I was actually learning. And if I think to that now, that's pretty stupid, really, you know, because um, I firmly believe that if you can't explain, explain sorry, why you were doing something, then clearly you shouldn't be doing it. And the question I'd maybe ask you if you listen to this podcast is, you know, how often do you stop and think about what you're doing and if it actually makes sense? So this might be, you know, a test you're using as part of your objective assessment. It might be a particular treatment technique or rehab exercise that you prescribe to a patient or an athlete that you're working with. What you're probably doing, and again, this I'm, I'm generalizing here, but most new grads do exactly the same thing, is you're probably just using these, you know, these tests, te- these techniques, these rehab exercises, is because you've used them before in the past. You maybe had some success with them in the past with patients that have had a similar problem. But the big problem with this is 
this is a one way ticket often to failed rehab as you know because even because it's worked in the past with a, a patient with a similar problem you know no two patients are ever the same patients presentations patients past medical history patients you know treatment and outcome goals are, are always different so again you can't use you can't just cherry pick you know what works well for one patient and use it with another patient with with hip pain back pain shoulder pain ankle pain whatever it may be because no two patients will ever be the same and if you find yourself doing the same treatment techniques or rehab exercises you know over and over again even though sometimes your assessments might tell you to do something otherwise this is a sign um, that you're doing exactly the same thing that I did all those years ago and you're probably not clinically reasoning what you're doing you're not stopping to think about you know what are the tests what are the techniques what are the rehab exercises you're actually prescribing I think as a new guy now for, for you you even got even more of a challenge than I had 11 plus years ago because with the rise of social media particularly things like Instagram then you'll even see even more of these sort of social media gurus or experts as i as i would call them that post all these fancy tests techniques and exercises and you believe what they say you think that looks good you know they've got ten thousand plus followers on on instagram they must know what they're talking about everyone else is you know looking at their content everyone else is using this content so i must too and you think so they they must be right but the one thing i would say regardless of what you see, whether it's something on social media, whether it's a course you're going, whether it's something online you're reading, a journal, you know, a textbook, wherever you're getting your information for to try and ultimately make you better, more knowledgeable as a therapist, always ask yourself why you are doing what you are doing. And if you cannot confidently clinically reason why, then you shouldn't be using it. But if you can reason what you're doing, whether that's a question you're asking, your subjective, a test you're using, your objective, you know, a treatment technique or rehab exercise you're using with a patient or an athlete, then as long as you can reason that, then you will not go far wrong. Number two is you need to believe what you are saying. Because if you don't believe what you're saying, then it is almost certain that neither will your patient. And the issue that you've got is if patients don't believe and trust what you are telling them to do, then they'll go away and they won't do their exercises. And we all know that patients that go away, that don't do their home you know, rehab exercises, are usually the patients that don't get better. And if you don't really believe in you know, yourself and what you're actually doing, your assessment structure, and have confidence in, I guess, your, your treatment and rehab planning, then your, your patients will feel this. You know, when you're giving them information, they can tell that you're fluffing them up. You know, that you're you're actually giving information that I don't think you're even sure that is true. And this has nothing to do with a lack of experience, which so many therapists and new grads sort of tell me. You know, I just need to see more patients, I need to get more experience doing that and, and giving, you know, a diagnosis, a prognosis. But it's not, you know, the problem you've got here is is actually your inability to structure a simple but proper assessment, treatment and rehab plan. If I look back to what I was doing as a new grad, it is almost laughable. It is laughable as to how complicated I actually made my assessment. So I had a completely different way to treat a shoulder injury via a low back injury, an ankle injury, you know, a knee injury, whatever it may be. Like it was completely different because I'd taken all these different things from different people, different courses I'd been on as a new grad, and totally got my head in a in a pickle because 
you know, I saw a patient with this particular injury and I had to assess it in this particular way. Then I saw a patient with a different injury and assessed them completely differently. And all this um, did was confuse me because then if I had a patient that had more than one problem, which is pretty much every patient that we ever see, then I just didn't know what to do. That Am I focusing on the back? Is it on the on their Achilles pain? Is it that anterior knee stuff? I, I don't know. Where, where do I actually start? And looking back now, I was just confused. But I was also frustrated because I just didn't know what, I guess, what the answer was at the time. And But the biggest change for me, and with so many therapists like you, is just to simplify down what you're doing, to simplify your assessment, and actually start using a step-by-step rehab planner. And the, the I guess the beauty of this is that I actually made myself much better. I had a much simpler assessment. I had a much simpler way of treating and rehabbing patients but it was clear to me, I had the ultimate clarity in my head about what I was actually trying to do. And this gave me confidence. So when I was actually giving a patient a diagnosis or giving them a prognosis, telling them how long you know, it would take to get them back running or back in the gym or how many sessions they might need, I actually had some confidence actually giving them this information. And I didn't feel like I was just sort of fluffing them up and, and making things up, you know, crossing my fingers, telling them they needed six sessions and then actually hoping it would be something close to that. But, but I actually had the confidence in what I was doing. And this was all due to having a simplified assessment, treatment and rehab plan that I could actually follow, regardless of the injury. And, you know, the beauty of this is, 95% of this is exactly the same, whether uh, you're dealing with neck pain, shoulder pain, low back pain, ankle knee pain, whatever else it may be. You know, clearly you're going to do slightly different special tests and things like that for a shoulder versus an ankle. But 95% and everything else up to that point is exactly the same. So the problem we've got here is that if you're not confident in front of your patient, your patients can feel this lack of of, of confidence when you blurt out that sort of incorrect or you know guesstimate um you know number of sessions that they made or you know that incorrect sort of prognosis information so again it's really important that you yourself actually feel um confident in what you're saying and you actually believe in what you're saying because if you don't your patients won't and then finally number three is get help from the right mentor so you know, you don't need a lecture from me to tell you that getting help and support mentorship is really, really important. And, you know, it's, you know, much of my early career success, and, you know, if I look back, it was, was not down to hard work and effort. You know, I did those things, you know, 100% did I, did I work hard? But it's because I got the help and support from the the right people. And if I think to the very start of my journey, I, I didn't quite probably access that in the in the best way possible. So at the beginning, most of my time, my effort, my money was actually being wasted on the the wrong things. You know, I thought I needed all this all these new skills and things that I had not been taught at university. Things like acupuncture, active release techniques, spinal manipulation. These are all courses that I did within the first eighteen months of. Of qualifying and while some of those things I do use you know I, I do use those techniques to these day you know 99% of what I use now is not those things you know I, you know I, I was wrong what I actually needed was to actually get good first and foremost at the things that I already knew my basic assessments my basic treatments and the basic rehab provision that I was using with patients and also athletes in professional sport and, and, to, and to enable me to do that what I needed was someone to help me and to guide me and to 
I guess, to help me avoid all the big errors and pitfalls that so many new grads fall into, that all my friends at the time who qualified at the same time were actually falling into. The, the problem that you've got in terms of identifying the right type of mentor is there's so many people out there, so many people, so many different mentoring schemes and memberships and things like that, and every man and his dog wants to give you their advice. You know, they want to tell you, you're doing it wrong, you want to do it like me, or you want to do it this way, or, you know, this is my advice, this is what I did, blah, blah, blah. So one of the biggest things that, that I think is the key when you choose a mentor, probably the most important thing, is your mentor should always be at least a couple of steps ahead of you. So clearly it's great if one of your peers, someone at the similar stage of your career, you know, wants to give you advice. You know, they, they are doing what you're doing right now, but they don't know actually what it's going to take to, to get to the next level or to get really to get over the challenges you're facing right now because they're going through exactly the same challenges right now, exactly the same struggles as you. So, you know, they're, they're probably not the best place person to tell you, you know, what to do because they've not actually reached the next step yet. So whilst it might make you feel better that someone else in a similar position is having the same feelings, thoughts, problems that you have you know it's always great that you don't feel like it's just you and you're on your own but they're not the person they're not the mentor that you need to be able to tell you you know and to guide you as to the best and quickest way to overcome the challenges you're up against right now and the best thing about a mentor that is a couple of steps ahead of you is not only can they help you with the problems that you're dealing with right now they'll be able to tell you what your next set of problems are going to be. So if you know what your next set of problems could actually be, there's actually things you can do to actually stop those problems even becoming a problem in the first place. A bit like a, a warning system in your car. You know, if you've got um, a newish car, you know, your, your tire pressure goes down, your your car will tell you that you need to go put, put some air in your tires. If you're running low on fuel, it'll flash up that you've got 50 miles left or whatever it is in your car. So you're clearly going to get to a petrol station as, as soon as um, is you know accessible. So a little bit like that, if you know there's a problem coming up, you know that if you've got a 100-mile trip and you've got 50 miles worth of fuel, clearly you need to get some petrol, otherwise you're going to break down. You know, In the same way as you need to put air in tyres or you might have a, a blowout on the motorway. So again, if you can get warning of these things, clearly you can act on these things much quicker and stop these problems becoming a problem in the first place. And a mentor that is, has been in your shoes who's actually overcome the same problems you are having right now and the problems you will face in the future is by far the best person to help you. And if you can do this, this is the fastest way that you can grow your confidence, that you can improve what you're doing, improve your assessment, treatment and rehab skills and actually start making the progress in your career that you really want. If you don't have someone in your corner, someone to help you out and you know, you're I guess just trying to do it all on your own. It can, for so many therapists, be a long, frustrating and lonely journey as a new grad physio. And the, I guess the most, the, the worst thing about that is for so many therapists, you might not ever actually achieve the role that you dreamed about when you first started out. And that's pretty sad, you know. You you probably had a, a role, a dream job that you that you want to do. And you still probably want to do it at the moment, but you might feel like it's still a million miles away. You might be six months, a year, a few years out from university and thinking, you know, I thought I'd be a lot further in my career than I am right now. And that's the story that I hear, you know, 
dozens of times a week from the therapist that that I speak to and the key here is maybe you just need a little bit of help and a little bit of direction a little bit of help and, and support to, to get you to to where you need to be and again if that sounds like you if you want to fast track your assessment treatment and rehab skills I'm going to be teaching all my biggest tips and tricks that I've learned over the last 12 years and you can learn all these in just one weekend so I'm hosting two in-person courses so I'm holding a one-day lower limb course on Saturday the 4th of December 2021 at Emerald Henley Stadium in Leeds the following day I'm holding a one-day upper limb course at the same venue both course days start at 9am and will finish at 5pm you can attend either day on its own or you can book both days and save yourself £50. At the time of recording this podcast, I only have eight places left for both days. So please move quickly to secure your place. So the courses are happening on Saturday and Sunday, the 4th and 5th of December 2021. It's a low limb course on the Saturday. It's my one day upper limb course on the Sunday. You can come to each of those individually or come to both. Uh, I've got a good a good proportion of guys coming who are actually in my membership and some guys coming from outside it. I'm really excited. This is the first time I'm going to be back teaching for pretty much 18, over 18 months now face to face. So um, I love obviously all the stuff I do online. But it takes things to another level when you can get in a room with people and really we're going to be nailing down, you know, some of the stuff that I've never taught outside my Neurophysio membership. And for those guys coming from the membership, there's even some brand new content that I've not actually yet uploaded and actually taught within the membership itself. So super exciting. Nearly two years since I was in a room with people, face-to-face teaching, super excited to get back in the room and do some face-to-face teaching. So if you want to get on board, you want to find more out about the both courses, uh, then please either just send me a direct message on social media. So I'm at Physio on Instagram and Facebook. I am Andy Barker on LinkedIn, or you can email me directly andy at newgraphphysio.com. Just put the subject course and I will ping over some information about it so you can make a decision whether you want to attend um, either or both of the course days. As always, if you have any questions about anything I've covered in this podcast, anything you want to know about the course, please just hit me up, let me know and I will get right back to you. As always, I appreciate your time, investing your you know, your, your, your time and your efforts and your day into the Neurophysio podcast. I hope you've taken some information from this podcast episode. If you need any help with anything, as always, my uh, inbox is open, so just get in touch. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned, and I will speak to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to the New Grad Physio podcast. Before you head off, I just wanted to make sure you did not miss this. Alongside his podcast, Andy posts a weekly blog on his website, www.newgradphysio.com. You can access all his blogs and loads more resources like his recent PDF, the five breakthrough steps to confidently treat the shoulder right every time, avoid mistakes and stop you feeling less adequate than other new grads. This is Andy's most popular resource and has already been accessed by thousands of therapists just like you. To get a copy of this PDF or to get more information about Andy's upcoming courses or find out more about his new grad physio membership, head to 
www.newgradphysio.com. Have a great day and we will catch you on the next podcast episode.